0: Happy hump day folks. That's right. It's the Wednesday version of the field of 68's best bets show. We are the three men weave. We are here to navigate you through a pretty impressive little slate guys. I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. We got some good games on the docket. Uh, but first, of course, we got to remind you, the show is presented by our wonderful sponsors at bet rivers. Thank you. them. we'll be citing their lines as we go through. That's where we'll get our best bets from before we get to today's slate, though, Kai, Matt, and get to you guys on some takeaways from yesterday. Matt, start with you. What did you see last night in the World of Hoops? Yeah, Jim, I'm
1: still reeling from that Kentucky uh, meltdown late. But you know, a, a few things. I mean, the whole Michigan discussion, are we willing to have the, uh-oh, panic button alarm bells yet? I mean, are we at that point? It's more of a question, Jim, not a takeaway. I, mm-hmm. I was mulling over this last night. I was like, oh, you know, I'll ask my two colleagues on the program.
0: Is um, it rhetorical yeah. or should we answer? Yeah, yeah,
1: answer. Go ahead. Please do. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm not ready to panic. They're down like their entire bench yesterday, and Rutgers started yeah, a fireball from deep. And that's, you know, it's tough when UCF goes eight for eight in the second half and Rutgers goes like seven for 13 in the first half. Yep. It's tough to bounce back from that. You'd like to see better effort in the second half, but I'm not I'm not panicking on Michigan yet.
1: Okay. I'm in partial panic mode, Kai. That's probably not Michigan.
2: To you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Matt, let's highlight two teams that um, were expected to be good this season, besides Michigan, and, and haven't really lived up to the hype. It's Arkansas, and it's Florida State. Um, Arkansas, my God,
0: good, good. Yeah,
2: yeah, we're in a small lap for them, but um, terrible. Both teams have just been brutal, and really, Florida State's been worse, and I don't know if that's an indictment on Leonard Hamilton. I don't think it is because I hold him in very high regard. Or if it's just the fact that, oh, finally, they don't have an NBA player step out of nowhere and lead the team. That's probably more so what it is. But Caleb Mills has been struggling. They couldn't hit a lick yesterday. A little bit worried about the Knowles, Jim.
0: Yeah, I, I which game did I watch early on where I was like, oh, this team is sloppy and bad. Maybe it's the South Carolina game who, you know, stinks in their own right and and Gave Florida State yep. everything they can handle and beat them. Yep. So yeah, the Knolls—they're just—they're shaky. The point guard play is not there. The creation—it's—it's it's unfortunately a problem. Uh, my takeaway, guys, is that we should never doubt the troops—the air troops, yes, sir. the sea troops, and the land troops—they all covered against the spread yesterday. Honestly, when they're all playing on the same day, we probably should just parlay them, put them together. It's a fun, them in a fun I know. It
1: just fits <laughs> too. It sets up too perfectly. That's a great trust, narrative.
0: The trust the troops oh. parlay. We're going we're gonna to have that in the future, if it ever. Uh, working sink, working in, in, in unison
1: together. Yeah, exactly. Yep.
0: Exactly. All right. Uh, that is it for takeaways. Uh, unless, Matt, you have anything else to add?
1: No, looking through the scores, Jim. Uh, a lot of road teams in conference, I think, played pretty well yesterday. Um, just a slight observation. So seems like, especially in spots where uh, the road teams a little bit more motivated, maybe, coming off a loss, the uh, home court wasn't as strong. Just uh, an anecdote I'm trying to vet right now, Mr. McKeon. Mm.
0: Good. No, I like it. Give us some data next time. (laughs) I know. Anti-data is tough here. I got to have some data when I come with that kind of take. All right, let's start with the headliner tonight, fellas. Uh, I I think it's clearly the top game on the schedule in the SEC. is Alabama at Florida heading down to Gainesville. Matt, you talked about on our own podcast, uh, or maybe it was Kai. No, it was Matt, about how Florida had a pretty rough December did not mm-hmm. get any big wins. They lost at home to Texas Southern. Now they get to host Alabama, but Florida is coming out of pause. So they've got to deal with that. But I kind of like the matchup for Alabama. My, or Excuse me. I like the matchup for Florida. Am I crazy there, Matthew?
1: No, I think the matchup sets it very well, actually, for Florida in this one. Um, but I do like Bama quite a bit. And I almost made it my best bet today i wanted to start singing a little uh counting crows it's been a long december as an intro long to my
2: december very good I,
1: I need that. that's, good song.
0: To Perfect.
1: <laughs> that's good what song. it was for florida man i mean they're coming off the pause maybe this is a reboot reset start a conference play we see the team that played like gangbusters to start november with the i call them the mid-major all-star defensive stalwarts where it's like flan fleming and I'm an Applebee and then Castleton up front anchoring the interior. You're right, Jim. A lot of things set up all matchup wise for Florida, but this is a pure price play for me. I think Alabama should be favored. Um, I know they've started a little bit late, but they're healthier. And I just think they're the better coach team. And I just think of the win here. I I don't feel like as I back to my initial anecdote to start off the show, I just don't think the home court has that true juice quite yet. Kai, even in the sec in this game, I'm just not going to respect it.
2: Yeah. Florida hasn't played since the 22nd. Maybe they're a little bit shaky coming out of that pause. Marion Jones missed last game. I assume he's back. I, I wasn't sure why he missed last one. I probably COVID related.
0: He's, yeah, I reported this morning that he's he's going to play.
2: Yeah, so much wing length and athleticism um for Florida. I think that bothers the tide. I don't think they have an answer for Castleton either inside Jim. I think Florida has a real advantage there. I'm winning Florida, Matt. I, I think it's a really good spot for them. Alabama coming off that Tennessee win, which in which they probably should have lost to a shorthand yeah. Tennessee squad by the way. Um, it, Yeah, I, I, I'm leaning towards Florida.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of am too. As much as I love Alabama, and I do like them long-term, I like them a little more at home, and I like them against teams that will let them run and let them shoot threes. And Florida does basically none of those things. Uh, really good transition defense, take away the three-point line entirely. Kyer Castleton point is spot on. Betty is going to live in foul trouble, and once he's not on the court, they can't stop anybody at the rim. So the, the matchup has me very concerned here. Almost took Florida, but I didn't want to butt heads with my guy Matthew. So I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Stayed away. It yeah. sounds and like
1: look, under are we all leading under as we just talk ourselves through that breakdown?
0: Probably keep them out of
1: transition. You make it more of a grinded out of half quarter affair. I don't really trust uh, Florida's half court offense.
0: Yeah, Florida's going to try to follow the, the, the Iona model in that regard, just turn right it into a grind. Yep.
1: Hard to do, uh, and, but yep. yeah. To
0: yeah, a I, credit to uh jordan majeski i didn't realize how much alabama has shifted to more ball screen like last year it was all iso what one guy beat the man in front of him they're, they're going more ball screen this year to try to create advantages that way maybe that helps here but uh, I, I still just i don't think they've got the the shot creation juice against a really really good florida perimeter defense so yeah i guess lean towards florida and the under for me but not going against my guy matthias All right, let's move down the slate to the next one, headed to the Big 12. Hilton Magic, Hilton Coliseum Kai, Iowa State hosting Texas Tech. I liked Iowa State right away on the opener, and so did everyone else, it appears. The market all over the clones, betting this one up to, I believe, four was the last number I saw. No Terrence Shannon out with back spasms. No Malik Wilson. He's still out. And rumors of more absences for the Red Raiders. Kai, do we still like it where it's at, or are we starting to think about punching back? I'm not going to
2: punch back with all those guys potentially out for Texas Tech. I mean, that's huge. Um, you know, Texas Tech's strength is on defense, so when you have a guy like Terrence Shannon out who can score the basketball and potentially other guys who can score for them against one of the best defensive teams in the country, and yes, I'm buying into Iowa State now after watching them against Baylor. That defensive effort was impressive to cover against Baylor at home. They get a second chance here, Matt, at Hilton to, to win a Big 12 game very winnable. They're favorites in this one. <clears throat> I think they come up for this one. I think it's Iowa state's night. Get back to one-on-one in conference Four is kind of nuts, but with all of Texas tech's injury issues or, co- or personnel issues, yeah, um, I think it makes right. sense.
1: Yeah. Personnel plus the spot, everything steps up for Iowa state. I think four is insane, but not if you properly account for the potential absence and, and right, just the juice that Iowa state's going to have coming off that tough loss to Baylor, which was, I think you said it right. Very impressive. Jim Hart, stay away from me, man. I was hoping to maybe back the uh, the Red Raiders, but I gotta know that at least Shannon's in there. Um, Shannon's definitely out. He's not in there, right? So it's like if he's in there, there. I'd be fine taking Texas Tech shorthanded with Shannon. But Shannon's just so important on both ends of that team.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's. I I think the line movement following the injury makes a lot of sense. If you do, if using my handy dandy no priors tool from Bart Torvik that I've I've built in a spreadsheet, it's got it at Iowa State three point six minus three point six, and that's only giving three per home. I kind of think you get more, plus injury stuff. So I'm definitely leaning towards Iowa State. I almost think it's playable at minus four. So if you're willing to risk it, I think that's the side. All right, moving on. Next one on slate. This is North Carolina headed to Notre Dame in the ACC. Matt, North Carolina is off to a 2-0 start in the ACC, two covers on the road at Georgia Tech and Boston College. Can they keep it going with a third to start league play? That's the question.
1: Yeah, I know you guys aren't big Notre Dame fans, um, and I think we've no, discussed dude. that we are starting to believe in the UNC uh, yes. potential. It's, it all starts with defense, though, right? they got to be consistent on that end. Um, offensively, they've had all their question marks shirt up, right? We have shooting on the perimeter, which has been lights out this year. Caleb Love has solidified the point guard spot. Their forwards seem to be working well interchangeably. Kai, you have kind of the stretchy – fours with Garcia and Manic, and you have Bay Codges who's been a monster up front. So you kind of check all the ingredients boxes for North Carolina. They're sitting mm-hmm. at 31 in Ken Palm, certainly to reason to believe that they are undervalued in the market, given that this one's sitting at only mm-hmm. a point higher than the Ken Palm projection at two and a half. Um, I lean the heels here.
2: Could argue Notre Dame is still overvalued too. Um, yep. They've already, they've already, they've dropped what, 35 spots in Ken Palm, And I'm not sure that's the floor. Like there's an advantage for, all over the floor for UNC in this game, even without Garcia, assuming he, he doesn't play. Um, I think they continue their hot start. Notre Dame's the worst ATS team in the ACC. That's saying something for how bad the ACC's been this year. Um, they've been better at home, clearly beat Kentucky, but I think that was probably more of an anomaly. Um, I'm, I'm leaning towards UNC here, Jim.
0: Yep, I almost made UNC my best bet, uh, in two. I just think they're much better. I watched the Boston college game and I was really impressed with the defense, like <clears throat> the communication and the rotations uh, that they, they weren't being careless the way they were early in the year where people would just get to the rim at, at, at will. So I, I, I think North Carolina is definitely trending up uh, again, filtering out priors guys. Notre Dame is barely in the top 100 at Bart I, I think that's kind of more what, what they've been this year, where they're at the break quotes I read are always like, we're still working on it. We're still figuring it out. We're not quite there yet. And that's how it feels when I watch them. So leaning towards the heels as a short road favorite starting three, and zero on the road in the ACC, that would be Pretty impressive. impressive. Yeah. Strong. Yep. Uh, okay. Let's stay in ACC country, but we're heading down to South beach, taking our talents there, Kai. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, we, we got Syracuse headed to Miami, Florida, um, man, high total, but, Miami has been lights out in ACC play through three games. They're shooting 48 and a half percent from. Yeah,
2: deep. Ridiculous.
0: That feels aberrational. They're only at like 34% on the year. So that tells you how much lower their mm. non-con shooting had to be. Um, I've got some zone numbers, Kai, but I, I'm curious just where you lean on this matchup first.
2: Well, and their opponents are shooting 22% from three. So both those numbers are utter BS for Miami right now. Yes. <clears throat> they have to come down, come up. They've won seven in a row. They're four and three against the spread in that time. I think it's a Syracuse bet, Matthew, or at least a lean here. Um, they're going to own the glass. They should have no score, no issue scoring against this defense. And that regression is coming hard for the Canes. Um, I, I'm leaning towards Syracuse.
1: Yeah, I guess when I saw the opener total at 157, it's been bet down to 152. So people are clearly uh, calling BS on that initial opener. I think properly. So it's just a situation when you have. Two teams that have been lights out offensively. Now, I think Syracuse is a like legitimately awesome shooting team and that, that, that yes. their offense efficiency is sustainable. Miami, um, I certainly question it, and I'm a big Miami guy, even I don't believe that this offense can be this good. Um, and that's you put those two together and you get a total that's in the high 150s. I think that's just a little bit driven too much and how and some shooting love from Miami and the efficiency. I think when you're playing totals, you got to look more at pace. Uh, with the zone that Syracuse is going to play. tonight, I don't think this is going to be a crazy fast game either. I love the under, even at the current number at 152.
0: I think it's under 150 here. Yeah, I kind of like the under two, Matt. I'm with you. Uh, Miami has shredded zones so far this year per synergy. They're over one point per possession, but it's only 57 possessions, and it's not the Syracuse zone that they've seen. It's been a couple teams just throwing it at them as a curveball. It's not their base defense, so – I think they'll struggle a little bit with it, and I'm in total agreement with you on tempo. I I don't think this turns into a track meet because of the way the zone forces you to be patient and and go in and out for for opportunities. So if we see some of that Miami shooting regression, I think the the under is the bet there.
1: How about Miami going for 4-0 in ACC, maybe? A little bounce back for Jimmy Laranaga. He came, Kai. I know. You've been waiting for it.
0: All four at home, I believe. Yeah,
1: Clemson. or Sorry, (laughs) Clemson, NC State, Wake Forest—so three solid wins, but all at home. You're right, in the friendly yep. confines yep. of Coral Gables.
0: Yep, I'm I'm looking to fade them when they hit the road. I'll tell you that much. I almost yeah. I hope they win by 20 tonight, just for future betting opportunities. But all right, let's pivot to chat mob. Kai, you are my czar. I know the questions yes. are flown in hot. And oh heavy,
2: so, yeah, yeah, we got a bunch, man. Uh, the most asked yeah. about East Carolina is hosting Tulane. Now the chat mob guys likes East Carolina, but us Weave boys, we like Tulane a lot. Tell us yeah. why, Jim.
0: Yeah, I'm a Tulane guy here. Uh I, I think their kind of trappy zone stuff is really tough to face out of a COVID pause, which is what East Carolina's doing. Haven't gotten to practice a ton. I know they've gotten back into it a little bit lately, uh, but that's not a team you want to face coming out of the pause. It's not a not a vanilla defense. And Tulane is firing on all cylinders right now. They mm-hmm. they beat Memphis at home. They blew out Cincinnati at Cincinnati. I like this Tulane team with Jalen Cook in charge. He's been the, the linchpin offensively that they've missed in the past. So yeah, I like Tulane, and my best bet here is also under. Ooh, ooh. I think the zone stuff is going to give East Carolina quite a bit of trouble. So under oh, one thirty nine and a half is my best bet of the day, Matthias.
2: Yeah, watch out what? for personnel issues for ECU. If you're backing them, they're they're bound to have somebody out after this pause yeah. and the lack of practice they've had.
1: Extremely talented, extremely athletic. We saw Tulane dismantle Memphis. Similar DNA as ECU, so I think they're going to be ready for that. The uh, <clears throat> the, the ECU has a good get off the bus DNA to them. Like they're talented, but I don't really trust them.
2: Tulane. Uh, how about Tulane. Buffalo hosting Bowling Green? Now this spread hasn't moved, Matt, and and I'm a little bit confused as to why. Um, sitting at eight and a half. Josh Mbala has been has missed last game. There's rumors who knows if he's in, he's out and that's huge. But even with him in eight and a half feels a touch high, just given the way Buffalo has been playing. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of angles to this handicap. I'm sure. I'm surprised it hasn't moved. You can look at the Mbala angle. You can look at the fact that Bowling green swept Buffalo last season, Buffalo now, zero and two and Mac play. Like there's just a ton of motivational yeah. edge. You would think on Buffalo's side, especially at home gym. Um, but I do lean Bowling green here. Um, I think they're starting to figure it out. They're healthier. They're the, probably the healthiest we've seen them all year. They got Maffini back, I believe, last game or two games ago. Um, so I do trust the Falcons on the road, even though they don't play a lot of defense.
0: Yeah, they, they play a lot of close games, it feels like. So getting eight points is is a decent amount. I think Buffalo wins, but I, I, it's hard to trust them to cover, especially when you don't know about <clears throat> Mala. White South should be back, their head coach. He's back from a COVID absence.
2: Uh, back to Matt again, because he loves Chuck South. Matt, Chuck oh, South, no. hosting Gardner-Webb. Plus 10 and a half. Ooh, big spread, but the rebels, excuse me, the Bulldogs can run it up literally the score. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I should bet Chuck South just to my principle, but um, the early conference game, the team that sucked all non conference is just bound to play way better than they have so far this year. But I love Gardner Webb, man. We love the running Bulldogs um, continuing to make us money. They just beat the crap out of Georgia. I don't want to fade them. So I won't.
2: That's okay. Gardner Webb crushes them. Ooh, love that Jim. And Jim, keep the mic, man, and talk about Davidson at St. Joe's. Davidson's minus four and a half. This one has also not moved; and been stuck at this number. St. Joe's has been a lot better lately, but Davidson, maybe the best team in the A10. People are saying, people are talking
0: about it. People are saying uh, this is my line in the sand game on St. Joe's. If they are able to cover against a super well coached, high execution team, then I am giving St. Joe's a considerable bump. This is my my last straw. I think Davidson's good enough to beat them here. They've got a little bit of post defense and the offensive execution should be enough to undermine St. Joe's defense, which has been better than expected. So I I lean towards the the road favorite there. Davidson. I do too. I agree.
2: Matt in the horizon, Purdue Fort Wayne is playing Cleveland state again. And the spread is basically the same. It was the first time. Um, I believe it's also at Cleveland state again, if I'm not mistaken. So it is location hasn't changed. Very strange. 10 point spread. Last time Purdue Fort Wayne stuck in the number, do you think they do it again? Um, it feels like a weird spot, right? You mentioned all the dynamics
1: there. I, I guess I'd lean toward the Mastodons. They just don't guard anybody, man. It's hard to trust that team defending. Even though they can get white hot, they have three above average to phenomenal shot makers, however you want to define you know, Godfrey and, and Billups and those guys. But I don't know, Jim. I just don't know if I trust it again with how badly they defend.
0: Yeah, I just want a quick note that Uh, with under five minutes left Purdue Fort Wayne was up 77 to 70 and then gave up a 20 to two run to Cleveland state and nearly lost the cover so I I almost think that helps them they're like confident we can beat them at their place we should have last time so I kind of think they hang but I'm not betting this game Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Jim how about Wofford and Chattanooga two teams that I'd say we're both fans of in the SoCon
0: yeah and that's why I don't have a play I like them both I don't think I can feel strong enough about one, especially right around like a pick number. Uh, you're kind of choosing who's winning. I guess I probably think Chattanooga slightly better, but Wofford should get Klesmet back. He's a monster on the perimeter. Great knockdown shooter. Nuga has an edge in the paint. I like both coaches. It's a stay away from me.
2: All right. And Matt, another SOCON game. Furman, UNC Greensboro. This spread's gotten up there a little bit. Uh, minus four yes. towards the Paladins on the road. What do you
1: think? There may not be a hotter team in college basketball than VMI right now. So I'm not looking to get in the way in that steam. I do like the men in fur. I was hoping to catch it at three, but sure. they got bet up to four pretty quickly this morning. Playing Greensboro. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm talking to the wrong team here. Uh, yeah. Furman Greensboro. Yeah, Greensboro off the pause, Kai. Uh, got Langley back right before that, their point guard who was suspended to start the year. They're not at their... They're not operating at full... on. They're not hitting it all full, on full cylinders right now. I'm not looking to to play Greensboro. Um,
2: I lean the other way. All right, let's do two more and then we'll cut it off and save the rest. Uh, North Florida at Florida Gulf coast, Jim, a little sunshine state rivalry. I guess it's
0: probably rivalry.
2: What do you think? Huge spread double digits. I
0: think it's, I think it's a little big. I think this is kind of the stuff Matt talked about with the big road dogs to start conference play North Florida played a gauntlet of a non-con schedule, like absolutely insane all over the country. Uh, now they're playing so many more in their level. Although FGC is very talented, I think UNF can hang around and keep that one close. I think the zone bothers them. I agree. I lean UNF, too.
2: All right. Uh, last one, Matt, before we go back to the rundown here. Citadel, Western Carolina. Specific question about the over in this game. You can talk about the spread, too, if you want. It's in favor of the Catamounts by one and a half. Uh,
1: like the over, man, if you like three-pointers, there's going to be a, <laughs> yeah, an abundance. of hundred taken, um, maybe. I, I think like 60 is is a good over under for number of threes attempted. Typically that bodes well for overs teams that I'll shoot lots over. of threes. I think there's Actually, that's I think... probably 70, 75 threes. Who I mean, yeah. I think it's the 19th ranked three point attempt rate and another top 20 team on the or third
2: for Western Carolina. Um, I like the over. Plus canola up and down. Just make uh, shots. I just realized I made a, a mat mistake because Chattanooga Walker was on a rundown. That's I was about to scold you. I
0: was about that's my oh, fault. Wow. wow. Slap you on the wrist. Wow.
2: So we That's talked about that me. one already, Jim. So I guess we can skip to the next one.
0: That's my fault. Well, did I'm, Matt, I, did Matt, did you get a, a word in on Wofford Nuga? I want to make sure you get your opinion out here. I'm sure. I you're know. I hope you did research. So
2: Nuga's awesome,
1: man. They're really good. That's my research. Now I watched him play ETSU. I, I think Wofford can combat him up front, um, but I would not get in the way of Nuga. I think they're going okay. to emerge as the best team in that league.
0: Yeah. I, they I, stay away from I, me. I didn't mention that. I do kind of like the under, I think it's going to be a slow tempo game. Both teams, uh, like I said, well-coached. I think they'll have some interesting chess matches. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no no side at all.
2: All right, Joe. All right. All right. Big
0: East game. Yeah, my
1: SoCon. I'm Diskebaba my SoCon. Like, who's playing who today? I'm forgetting who's playing who. It's tough. <laughs> tough.
0: Yeah. All right. So we'll move down the outline because Kai stepped on its toes. How dare you? <sighs> it's bad about me. Uh, going to the Big East. Creighton at Villanova. We have got a little bit of a revenge spot here, boys. Nova got stomped. At, or at in Omaha, lost by 20, could not make a three in that game. But more concerningly, Kai, Creighton shot 65% inside the arc and Villanova shot 43%. I, I yep. think that is the story of this matchup, that Creighton is a dominant rim team, and that's Villanova's weakness on both ends. So it kind of comes down to whether Nova hits enough threes. Do you agree?
2: Yeah, they hit four in the first game. But <laughs> I, I can't do it. I Take a page out of Marquette's playbook, man. Every time they drove to the basket and they would shot fake, Cockburn and would go up for it wide open dump to the guy behind on the block. Yeah.
0: God, that, Do that like every time Six possessions in a row for
2: Shoot game. the ball, uh, Jays, man. And Matt, I've doubted the Jays twice in the road. They're two and oh against the spread with a, like a nine point mm-hmm. cover margin on the road. They don't care about being young. They're, they're tough. Um, fun with numbers here, a little bit spread wise, this game closed seven and a half, uh, at Creighton. So you are basically implying that these two teams are two points closer than they were, um, Back, back, uh, whenever they played last couple of weeks yep. ago,
1: I like that. Do you yep.
2: buy that? I, I suppose I might because Creighton's been a little bit better than I thought. And no um, kid, yeah, Daniels
0: I, for Nova. Yeah, no
2: Daniels. Probably makes sense, Matt. Um, it seems like a big spread, just, just
1: gut. Now, I was looking at that too, Kai, and I thought about it, and I agree that I now believe Creighton is a little better than I thought previously. I think they, they've impressed me enough. You mentioned the two road wins. They just play like a more mature, grown up team than you'd expect from a bunch of freshmen out there. The way Nemhard's run on the point they have good balance on the wing and then calc runner is like a weapon like he's not just like a cute big inside that's developing into like a project he's legit he has arrived right now and he's he a, a problem good for footwork. nova yeah great footwork yeah. i mean on both ends too it's not just like an offensive role guy defensively he's sound his length bothers everything and that's creighton's always been their weakness and so now they've kind of plug that um yeah it's tough to to fade creighton here jim i'm respecting the jays
0: yeah i think villanova wins like i'm not you know, like going to talk about creating money line at all, but it just seems like a a big number to cover at especially at Villanova's tempo. Yes. Um, 10 is 10 and a half is a lot. All right.
1: 29 is a total too. Yeah. I got bet. Yeah. All right.
0: Next one. VCU at Dayton headed to the A 10, both teams coming out of COVID pauses. So have fun playing lineup lineup whack-a-mole if you are really all over this one. Uh, VCU it rumored or, or almost confirmed by roads. I think at one point they had one player not in protocol uh, over Christmas break. So clearly they are struggling to get back to the, the uh, threshold to play this game. I love VCU long-term in the A-10. Mm-hmm. I, st- I think they're mega undervalued. I still think <clears throat> plus eight fifty to win the conference is, is a decent price uh, with Ace Baldwin in there, Kai, but yep. hard to really get a, a handle on this particular game.
2: Yep. And I think Dayton's a tough team to play on the road. Um, you know, putting those three games in the, in the non-con side when they were just weirdly terrible at home. Um, I haven't figured
0: out their point guard situation yet. Yeah,
2: I think they bounced back here. The worry is Dayton turns the ball over 100 times because VCU's defense is that good. Um, yep. And, and Dayton's offense at. has been very sloppy, Matt can't shoot, kind of an issue. Um, and Baldwin's been great for VCU's offense. If, if, if I knew who was in the lineup and we put the COVID pause out of it, I think plus three, if you get it there, would be a great value for VCU. But I'm staying away because as Jim said, we just have no idea who's actually in or out.
1: And even I might just hop in now at three with the risk that hopefully it's not a, like a catastrophic like explosion of players being out. We have Dan just played Southern before the break the team that pressures you. They turned it over 21 times. I mean, ECU is going to give the exact same recipe in your face. That's not going to go well. And we've been sort of harping on David or Dayton's lack of guard play all season. Um, they've had some guys emerge of Malachi Smith and Kobe Elvis or have played better. But still, I don't trust him, man. VCU's pressure is a different beast. I lean the Rams, chip, even though it's off the pause.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be looking at the lineup here. If, if Baldwin is in and Vince Williams and maybe, like, one or two other key guys, I will probably take the three with VCU if it's still out there. So, that is that is my plan with this particular game. All right, let's go to another team off of a COVID pause here, guys. That is St. John's. Basically, everybody tested positive. I think that's the reports out of, uh, out of Queens. They're hosting DePaul, who – has seemed to have reverted back to their old ways, Matthew. Of course, Ziggy DePaul getting absolutely clobbered at home by Providence. Not a great showing. Uh, they are full strength. They got David Jones back. Uh, they've gotten J- Javon Johnson, the transfer in there, so they seem like they're deeper. Maybe you trust them on the road against the St. John's team coming out of the pause? Or are you kind of you know, scared of backing playing possessed right now? Uh-oh, that's muted. We lost that Sound. That's tough. Testing one too. Hey he's We're back. back. There we he's go. back. Hey, guys, how's it going?
1: How's it going? Kai, I am not ready to give up on our demons yet. No. I just wanna I wanna look at that Providence game. I think Jim, you mentioned this. Providence came out and punched him right in the mouth a few few times in the first ten minutes. And it just kind of dug the hole that they could never really dig out of. Um, I think they bounce back here. This game's gonna be helter skelter. It's not gonna be an execution based half court affair yeah, where I think the no. Paul struggles. Like just remove the restrictor plates from you know, the methodical half court execution type stuff. And I think DePaul thrives,
2: um, I, I do lean demons here. It's a short spread going on the road, but I, I do lean demons. If they're going to get off the mat, man, this is the game to do it. Even on the road, Johnny's are off a pause. Johnny's lost a pit at home. They didn't have champagne. That's a, that's big, but they still probably, probably should have won that game. Uh, he's probably back by the way, in the lineup DePaul's zero own two in the big East, man. They, they have to be hungry. Uh, if not, it's the same old, same old for them. I, I'm leaning towards DePaul here as well. I don't think St. John's is very good, um, especially off the pause.
0: Yeah, I don't think St. John's isn't going to do what Providence did, like like yeah. Matt said. They're not going to force him to play in the half court. And if DePaul can run, they can be deadly. Uh, th- just the thing that's spooking me is the number. Like, if you made this number five in the preseason, people would think you're absolutely out of your mind, exactly. So for it to be that now, obviously, it's COVID pause and DePaul's been better, but. Still shaky to, to only take five on the road.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, all right. That wraps up the outline. Let's go to some more chat questions. I know there are plenty, and then we'll get yes. to our best bets or remind you of our best bets since mine has already been given away.
2: Yes. And I can't emphasize enough rapid fire, guys. We've got a shit ton. Oops. Sorry. I'm not me. sure I'm allowed to do that. Alabama AM, Mississippi Valley State. Matt, does Mississippi Valley State get its first win? Nope. Bulldogs are too good.
0: Sorry. Squashing
2: that one. Uh, yeah, they, hate,
0: they made 48% from three last game and didn't cover against a team missing its two best Regression! Scores.
2: Yeah, it's tough. Jim, regression. how about Richmond? Speaking of um, regression, will they regress to being a good team again against
0: UMass coming off the of pause? Man, I think this is like a monster coaching edge for Richmond, but their last two games have been so terrible that it's hard to get excited about the Spiders. Uh, sort of lean their way. UMass coming out of a, a long break. I don't think they had COVID themselves. Their opponents did, but still lean towards the Spiders slightly. It's hard to trust them right now.
2: Uh, how about Valpo, Matt, going to Northern Iowa? I would say this. Spread feels kind of short because I was looking to bet Valpo, but I, my number actually leans towards the Panthers.
1: Yeah, I think you guys are both on the Panthers here. I was surprised. It did feel a little rich to me, actually, Kai. So I lean the other way. I thought it was kind of a high spread for another <laughs> Iowa team coming back from Hawaii that we haven't seen defend at a high level. Another good, but the best version of you and I
0: played since they got back from Hawaii. They
1: play, oh, they only played one game. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. So I guess the Hawaii angles off the table still, I don't trust their defense Jim.
0: Fair. Uh,
2: Jim, Texas Southern is going to grambling, grambling state plus five. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Grambling out of their paws. That scares me. That number feels a little high. I think grambling is more competent than that number seems to indicate, but Boy, Texas Southern looked horrendous against Southern. If you pressure them, they will hand you the ball and get back on defense or, or think about getting back on defense. So uh, I kind of lean Texas Southern from a or from a just like 0-1 in the SWAC. I don't see that team being 0-2, but uh, it's it, that one's a stay away from me. Uh,
2: Matt, Missouri State is at Bradley. Your Missouri State Bears, mm-hmm. your Bradley Braves. You like both teams. Missouri State's a one-point favorite. A uh, little bit of money for Bradley in this game. What do you think?
1: Seems like people are fading the spot for Missouri state who Dana Ford said the win against Drake was like the best of his tenure. The Rolka reports, it was like a celebration coronation of Missouri State after they beat Drake, they couldn't get they, the monkey they celebrated, off their back.
0: Like the guy, like uh, what's his name getting out of prison in Shawshank? Like oh, they, Andy the, Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. It was like the most iconic moment for them. And you know, I'm worried. About All that, that
1: said, that. this line's too short. I'm not going to play it, but I
2: can see why people are betting Bradley.
0: Uh, I lean towards Missouri State, honestly. Uh, it, to, if,
2: to if, if Deshaun price. Henry is still out of the lineup, that's a that's a lineup check. Uh, Jim, Tennessee and Ole Miss, uh, if this game happens, who do you like? 16 and a half point spread is like,
0: whew, wow. I mean, it's, it's kind of a kind of a lineup check, I think. I mean, Ole Miss is supposed to be like right at the threshold of players to play. And so if a lot of their key guys are out, we already know Jarkel Joyner is one of the ones that's out. I kind of think Tennessee kills them. Yeah. Um, Tennessee lost to them last year at Ole Miss in one of the most anemic offensive performances of the season by a good team. I think there's going to be some anger there. Uh, I would lean towards the Vols, especially if the the Ole Miss lineup is ravaged.
2: All right, three games left here, all power conferences. Matt, Nebraska's on the road at Michigan State, 15 and a half. that seems high,
1: right? Does seem high. I was impressed with Nebraska last game against Ohio State. They defended pretty well. Derek Walker is kind of a sneaky piece inside. And I think they can actually keep Sparty within arm's length. I think, yeah, it's a big number, Jim. Same with the old Miss Angle. It's
2: just too large for a conference game.
0: And Nebraska became competent last year when they started defending. If they do that again this year, then they can also once again be competent.
2: Jim, some people think this line is also way too big. Pitt is getting 12 and a half points on the road against Louisville, a team that certainly not looked very good this season. It's not.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I get that. It should be kind of slow <laughs> and ugly. Both teams are much better defensively than they are offensively. Louisville's offense has been. Nightmarishly bad for, for most of the season so far. I honestly think the numbers are about right though, given the way these two teams have played. If you're big into the return of Ithil Horton from his uh criminally induced suspension, um, that is you know a, a, a somewhat of a boost for the pit backcourt. But this one I'm I'm not touching. I think the numbers correct.
2: I agree. Uh and then finally, Matt, Penn State at Northwestern. Northwestern's taken all kinds of money up to seven and a half. Ooh, Penn State off a victory against your Indiana Hoosiers. Someone out there with big pockets and a, apparently
1: a decently smart brain is betting Northwestern consistently. I don't get it. I think uh, they're good.
0: I was going to say Darren Rovell, but then you said smart brain. So. Ah, it's the disqualified. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Um, yeah, I don't get it. I really don't. Like, I think Penn State should be like a five point dog in this game. It's been bet up to seven and a half. I'm going to probably come back in on the Nittany Lions once I confirm that no one's out. But Jim, good chance someone is.
0: Yeah, I, I really like the spot for Northwestern. I almost, I wanted to play spot, them at yeah. like five-ish, but holy cow, it got away.
2: Uh, we got a little time here. So, Jim, Youngstown at Robert Morris, three and a half point spread.
0: Line-up check. Yep. If Rasheem Dunn and Justin Winston are back, I will be on Robert Morris. If not, I am not touching that poisonous team that has been pretty terrible all season.
2: Bobby Moe, stay the course, Jim. Trust him. Trust him. And then finally, Matthew, South Florida, mm-hmm. Houston. What do you think? Go Bulls. Let's go Bulls. That's a Bill Murray space. Bill Murray reference. impression space. i sorry. Deep cut for
1: those. Of you thought my voice yeah. actually cracked there. Yeah, I think uh, we saw the Bulls stymie Auburn when they came to Tampa. Their defense is all the way legit. Their offense is a disaster, but you don't have to score that much against Houston to cover 15. So I like Bulls.
0: Yeah, I've seen people mention the under. I, I think I kind of agree. on am under. Uh, I think it's going to be a rock fight. in this one. All
2: right. Jim, back to you. I guess we can get to best bets. I can just probably just keep the mic. What do you think? Yeah, Kai, you, you got you got something going on today. Seem like you're in a rush. Where are you going? Oh, no, not at all, Jim. We talked <laughs> about 30 games. Just trying to keep it tight, <sighs> tight for the people out tight, there. Tight. Um, my best bet is Milwaukee plus one and a half. I don't love it. Why? Why? Are I don't we love doing it? that because Milwaukee should be favored at Green Bay. Yes, uh, they should full be stop. Angry. Even without Pat Baldwin, they should be favored at Green Bay. It's silly. Um, the Panthers have so much more talent than, than the Phoenix green Bay has been feisty. They're pretty good against the spread, but they should be al- also be missing Donovan Ivory. One of their starters. I think he matters mm-hmm. more for that team. Milwaukee's offense has like been the same um, from an on off standpoint with Baldwin in and out of lineup, which is kind of crazy. I just
0: think they might be better. Like they're not trying the ball to, like, more putting him yep. in spots. Yeah.
2: Yep. I agree. I didn't make any ball and adjustments, which is crazy, but I just didn't yep. so, like, I don't know. All right. So Milwaukee plus one and a half is my best bet uh, to Matthew. I don't think I explicitly said this when we discussed We haven't uh, talked earlier. about it, actually. We so have not. Feel free to endorse the uh, side, too, if you want.
1: East Tennessee State, VMI. I like East Tennessee State, which is against pretty much every big-money player in the market right now. The line got smashed down to two. Um, VMI has been a, a rocket ship. I think I was starting to say this earlier and then got sidetracked with my confusion of SOCON matchups today. Both teams can score at will in this game. Uh, ETSU down their two best big guys. I think VMI, VMI has a field day with their offense shooting They get up and down. ETSU started to play better when they tried to run against Chattanooga. I think we heard Oliver talk about how he wants to run the offseason. Now's the time to do it. You have no big guys. You have speed and athletes and skill. Go, go, go. And I think they do over 145
0: and a half. Kai, I believe you were on VMI last year. In this matchup, and ETSU went absolutely banana land from yeah, deep. it was like 60 percent from three. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah like the, the Brewers just could not miss. Yes, uh, yeah. and that game was had like 170 points. So, yeah, I could you get something like that today. Uh,
2: Jim, your best bet, uh,
0: as mentioned is the Tulane East Carolina under. Uh, East Carolina should be a little bit sluggish and disjointing coming out of their uh, lack of practice and COVID pause, facing a tricky defense. The way that Tulane can mix that up. And Tulane's been awesome offensively. I think they're actually due for a little bit of regression after the last couple of games. So I like the under. I also kind of lean Tulane side. I, I toyed with the idea of doing a, a two-for-best bet on this game, but I don't want to be that leveraged on ECU's offense. That, that basically is what it comes down to if you do well, that. So,
1: well, correlated parlay, Jim. How about for us both? We could do a ETSU side over, and you can do Tulane
0: and under. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not quite going that far. I'm just going to stick to the under 139 and a half as my best bet. All right. That wraps it up. We're going to let Kai get out of here. He's clearly got big plans today. So (laughs) Uh, thank you, you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will tweet our best bets, get those out there. Remember to hit the like button on your way out. Real simple. Takes one second. We appreciate that. We're getting closer to a thousand subscribers as well. That's big for the channel. Great stuff. Our our overlord, Rob, has Mm -hmm. promised to create a podcast feed for this show. So you won't need to watch the video and it'll be up. uh, in posterity. So you won't have to watch. You can just listen, but that's if we get 2000, uh, subscribers. So make sure you subscribe, tell other people. We appreciate that. So thank you to field 68. Thank you to bet rivers. We'll be back same time tomorrow for a Thursday show. We'll see you then. And good luck.